Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. What should I do to pay 13 k in late mortgage fees at 16 years old? Backstory. I'm 16 and currently homeschooled. Two years ago, I was 14... My mum got sick and I was put in foster care for a few weeks until my aunt took me in. Once my mum got out of the hospital, four months later, I was sent home. However, once I got home, all the responsibility was put on me. I have to pay the bills, pay the mortgage, buy groceries, clean the house, etc, etc. The problem I'm having is that my stepdad, as he isn't married to my mum but he is my dad at heart, doesn't help me with anything, and yells when something isn't done. Currently, the mortgage is behind, and if I were to pay the late fees, 13 k then I would only have $26 left for bills until next month, which won't cover anything. My grandparents refuse to help because they don't like my stepdad. I'm at a loss on what I should do because if the payment isn't given in about two weeks or so, then we'll have to look for a new place due to foreclosure. I think I should personally just pay the amount and then try my hardest for the money for the other bills. My mum is still sick. Don't get me wrong, I love her, but she can do things for herself, but she refuses, which is why this is all on me. I know a lot of people have things harder than what I do, but at this point, I just don't know what else to do. Any advice would be helpful and much appreciated. And now in the comments... You need to talk to your grandparents or aunt about taking custody of you and removing you from this situation. They don't need to help your stepdad, but they should help you. Regardless, it is not your responsibility to pay anything towards the mortgage or deal with this. The adults in your life need to be adults. I'm sure you had a caseworker when you were briefly in foster care. You might contact them if your family isn't in a position to help you. Yes, OP, you were literally being brainwashed, abused, and taken advantage of. They really are. I don't give the answers above lightly, and I know the mental pressure they've put on this kid. I've been helping a kid recently who is now 19, but was put through so much crap like this and bounced between irresponsible caregivers. He thinks it is his responsibility to be the good kid and not cause any trouble or ever share his own needs or feelings, because that's the role they trained into him. Breaks my heart. I'm projecting that onto the OP situation because I hear a lot of similarities. They are being abused. They are not bad to put their needs first. They need and deserve responsible adults to care for them. And OP replies, I just recently started putting my needs and such first because I grew up thinking that my problems weren't as bad as everyone else's and that my emotions were unstable. I have a thing where I can't stabilize my mood when I'm not on my meds. But since I've been working on myself, thanks to my friend who pointed it out, I got out of that way of thinking. And OP also says, My grandparents refused to help. I tried to contact them a few times, but they made no effort to contact me back, and have even said they won't help me unless my stepdad leaves or my mum is in the hospital again, even though they didn't help when she was in there the first, second, and third time. I think you were misreading what the suggestion was. 
The response was to not reach out to your grandparents to help your mum and stepdad, but rather to help you. It certainly sounds like your grandparents know that your mum and stepdad are leeches, and that's why they are unwilling to support them. If your grandparents are decent people, I would look to see if they would take you in. Otherwise, you need another option. But you don't need to save your mum's situation if she can work but chooses not to, and your stepdad is taking zero responsibility. And OP replies, That's what I originally tried to do a while ago. They didn't answer me when I called them several times, the second and third time my mum went to the hospital, so I could just live with them or my aunt. So, how are you being homeschooled if no adult around is doing anything for you? OP, you need an education right now and leave the rest to the adults around. And OP says, I enrolled myself for homeschooling through my virtual academy at the start of this year due to the pandemic. However, it has caused me to fall behind in my classes since my stepdad doesn't have a stable job and just works random odd jobs every so often and he won't do much around the house, which leaves it on me to do. I think this has been said several times, but in case you missed it so far, your stepdad is a piece of crap. Call someone, even if it's the caseworker for foster care. Get out of there. And OP says, I think that's what I'm going to work on this summer. Right now, I am not in a position to get out because I plan to try and get emancipated so I can live by myself. I need to get my licenses first along with a few other things before I can move out on my own. Look, emancipation is not that easy, especially if your mum still wants to be recognised as your mum. The falling behind in school part might not work in your favour either. Please get help now. You can always apply for emancipation from foster care. If you have been given a foster care placement and pull your schoolwork into place, your case for emancipation might be stronger. Your virtual school, if accredited, should have a caseworker or counsellor on staff. Try talking to them and or CPS. And now on to the update. I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who offered advice and helped me realise that my household was abusive. It brought me to a place where I spent time thinking about what I need to do for myself. As of May the 10th, the mortgage is taken care of thanks to an attorney that I was able to get in contact with. He has been really helpful in explaining everything and helped me with the foreclosure. As of now, the foreclosure has been stopped and I had a forbearance in place until June 30th, so I'm okay until then. We don't have to quickly pack everything up and move. As for the situation that everyone has been concerned with about me being in my mum's care, I'm currently looking for a job to get some savings up, and once my boyfriend moves out, he'll either stay with me for a short while, or we can look for an apartment, or we'll stay with someone else, and then we'll move in together. I'll probably post updates outside of this community in case anyone cares to see where this all goes from here. Again, I just want to say thank you to everyone who offered support and advice, along with just helping me open my eyes to the reality of my parents' behaviour. You are all amazing people, and I wish you all the best in your lives. Take care of yourself, be safe, be happy, and most of all, keep being so amazing. And now in the comments, you may not think you need it, but I would talk to a therapist about having to play an adult to your mum at the age of 16 once the dust settles and you get things sorted out. That is batshit, and it will mess you up in ways that you won't realise for 20 years. Read up on parentification for more. And OP replies, I will definitely look into it. 
I had a therapist for a while, but she told my mom everything that I said in my sessions, so I can't really bring myself to go again, even with someone else, because I'm worried they'll say something to her or someone else. That was a breach of confidentiality, and that person should be reported to your state board. Yep, that's a bad therapist. You have been parentified by your mom, and it isn't okay. I'm just amazed you were able to do all of this at 16. Props to you. I wish I was as mature as you were at that age. Instead, I ignored the world and played video games. Good luck to your future. And OP says, That's what I used to be like. I locked myself in my room watching YouTube or being on my phone all the time, but I had to grow up pretty young, so I'm happy that I might be able to do that again. I feel so sorry for OP because everyone else seems to have failed them. Wishing them the best as they deserve it. The adults surrounding OP don't deserve to be called family. Except the aunt. She tried, but it sounds like she has a lot on her plate too. Yeah, I feel sorry for the aunt as she has three kids, plus a DS kid to take care of, and she did step in for a bit at the end. Our next post is titled, I, female 34, find out why my friend, female 35, of 15 years, has ghosted me out for over a year. For readability, a small summary here. Lisa is Opie's friend who ghosted. Jess is Opie's other friend. A week ago, my husband, 11 years and happily married for four, was out to dinner with Jess and her husband, a childhood friend that I reconnected with five years ago. Jess and Lisa know each other but do not hang out. During the meal, she told me she ran into Lisa the other day before with her boyfriend that she met for the first time. Told me that she seemed a bit awkward. I then told her that I haven't heard from Lisa in over a year now, despite my multiple attempts to reach out, but she just doesn't reply, and my husband then joked, saying maybe she was too busy with her new boyfriend now, but I was very hurt from her silent treatment. Jess thought the situation was weird too, and just told me that her boyfriend seemed nice and they knew each other for a long time before dating. Don't know why, but my mind just got a little light bulb lighting up, and I asked Jess to describe the boyfriend. Turns out it was my ex that I dated when I was 17 for six years. I left him because I fell out of love, and a year later, I met my husband. And Lisa was in the front row seat for our relationship's evolution, and knew that we are happily married, and most important thing, I don't have romantic feelings for my ex anymore. I haven't even seen him for 10 years. The next day, I text Lisa, and I asked her if the reason she's been ignoring me is because she's been seeing my ex. Not five minutes later, she replied, yes, she doesn't know how I found out, but she's relieved. She doesn't know how to tell me, and she's been with him for a year now. I kind of lost my cool when she told me that she values our friendship. I told her I don't believe that, because the moment she decided to hide this from me, she threw away our friendship. I was hurt by her silence. I would understand if she wanted to keep a distance from me for a while when she started seeing my ex, It would suck, but I would accept it, and I'll be very happy for her if they end up being serious, because I love them both, and I want them to be happy. But now I don't know if I can forgive her by letting me struggle for over a year, and I even thought that somehow I did something wrong that hurt her. So to be clear, I'm not mad that she is dating my ex, I'm sad and mad that she ghosted me for a year. I would love to see them together, and I'm happy. That's why I'm very lost. I even feel like somehow it's my fault that she couldn't trust me enough to know that I wouldn't mind, but I am happy for her. 
And now in the comments, I know firsthand how bad that hurts. I hope you make peace with her. Not necessarily to remain friends, just to heal the pain of the loss. And OP replies, I'm sorry if that happened to you too. I just feel like I have already lost my friend, and now that I know the reason, maybe I can stop imagining things and just move on. I know you're mad, but even if what she did was awful, I think you two should talk and sort things out. You were happy for her and your ex, and that is good. If you decide to end your friendship and ghost her, it will eat you up. I ghosted a friend of mine for two years because he acted like a total jerk with me, but it hurt really deep at the end of the day because holding a grudge against people has that effect. Talk things out, tell her how you feel, she can still make it up to you and recover your friendship, or maybe you both decide that it's best to leave some distance. Either way, the best thing is for you to talk about the issue before it hurts the both of you. And OP says, I think I'm more sad than mad. It feels like she's already cut me out of her life. Talk to her. Over coffee or something. Texting isn't enough for this. Be on your guard, but open, and see if anything she says makes sense. If she was this level of cowardly, I think you would have noticed in the course of 15 years. So see what the hell is going on. Give her one chance. And if it's still insane and sketchy, then just let her go. And OP replies, I agree. I texted her because she wasn't answering the phone, even after our text exchanges, so I doubt she'll accept a face-to-face meeting. Besides, I need to cool off a bit before. I'm still baffled about the situation, and I don't understand why she felt it so hard to tell me the truth. We used to hang out all the time, and half of the time with my husband, and I never gave her any reason to not trust me on something like that. I mean, we're not teenagers anymore. I won't tell her it's against the rules. At this point, I know things will never be the same again. I just don't understand this situation. It feels like she's already abandoned our friendship with no contact for a year. Even if she's afraid of me cutting her out of my life because of that, she can at least give me the chance to choose for myself. Seems like she chose for me. And now on to the update. I'm just going to post an update to my situation, and I'll consider it as my closure. I followed some comments of my OP, and I reached out to Lisa after calming down. But she's still not answering her phone, so I ended up sending her a message. I basically told her that I was hurt by her actions, not the fact that she's dating my ex, but the way that she treated me. I thought we were friends, and for the life of me, I can't understand why she decided to ghost me. I know that we will never return to be friends, but nevertheless, I wish her to be happy and work out this relationship that cost our friendship. As you can guess, I got no answer. Three days ago, Jess and I met after work for a drink. She made some investigations on her own. She is very protective and amazing. She knew of my previous relationship with my ex and knew how it ended. I know over the past 10 years, my ex had two serious relationships, but they didn't work out. Jess, as she learned from one of his close friends, told me the first one didn't work out because he was still hung up on me, waiting for me to change my mind. That was exactly why I cut contact with him so he can move on. The second relationship didn't work out either, but we don't know the reason. Our conclusion is maybe that I don't mind that Lisa is dating my ex, but she minds that her boyfriend's ex is around, aka me, since we used to hang out quite a lot together. So there is the update. I'm not mad anymore. 
I actually pity her to be so insecure. And if her fear is that me being around will sabotage her relationship with my ex, even intentionally, then me leaving them alone will be the best thing to do. I am at peace now, and I sincerely hope them both to be happy. Thank you for reading. And now in the comments... Oh yeah, these situations are never about her friendship and yours, and always about her relationship with him. She wasn't embarrassed to tell you, or sad to upset you, or worried that she would hurt you. She's worried you'll screw her crap up with him one way or another, so you're out. I had that happen to me too. My best friend started to date my ex and just ghosted the hell out of me. And then after three years of nothing, they broke up and he was like, Hey bro, I'm back, let's kick it. I blocked him and went on my merry way. To be clear, from Jess's info, Lisa is insecure that her current boyfriend, your ex, may still have hang-ups on you or past relationships. This may be a legitimate issue on Lisa's part, something she can't control if ex does have a history of holding a torch for previous relationships. Maybe her fear that by interacting with you, the boyfriend will change or try to do something even though you have since moved on. What Lisa should have done was communicated this rather than ghosting you. She should say that she is unsure how X will react with you or any past girlfriends around and didn't want to make it more awkward. If she did that, the two of you could have navigated the friendship where you would have had little or no contact with the X but still had some sort of relationship with Lisa. But these things are easier said than done. I've been through this scenario and it was hella awkward and weird even after the relationship with the friend and ex had ended. We just didn't become friends again. You did the right thing, keeping away. You did your role of reaching out one last time, and I am so sorry that you went through that, but maybe it's for the best. Being ghosted by friends sucks. I was ghosted by mine about six months or so after my wedding. She had been a bridesmaid. Thankfully, we have a mutual friend who told me the ridiculous things she was saying behind my back, which helped me gain closure but man does it hurt. It's been over three years and I'm still not fully over it and am nervous about running into her one day. I'm glad OP has closure now and I hope she can find peace about it all. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. Our next post is titled. Dog ate my neighbor's drone, am I liable, Illinois? I'm not sure what to do. Earlier today, my neighbor came pounding on my door, screaming obscenities and shouting at me. When I finally got him to stop yelling, I found out that he was flying his drone in my backyard again. And this time, my dog finally managed to catch it and destroy it. 
He claims this was a $900 drone, and I had to pay him right then and there. I refused and closed the door in his face. A couple of hours later, police showed up to retrieve the drone. It was still in my yard, but my dog completely ignored it once it stopped buzzing and asked about the situation. The said neighbor called them, stating that I refused him access to my yard to get it. That is not true, he never asked. I'm worried the neighbor will try and press charges against me for destruction of property or sue me. Will he have any legal standing if this goes to court? He has a history of flying his drone low over my yard to tease my dog. I've asked him to stop several times, which he always refuses, telling me that I don't own the air above my yard. I have called the police to complain once before, as he was doing flybys over my dog and getting very close to hitting him. The police didn't say that he couldn't fly it in my yard, but did ask him to stop doing so in order to avoid conflict. That only seemed to egg him on. And now in the comments, I wouldn't worry. The standard and best advice is to ignore him until and unless you get served. If that happens, you will need to show up, but your case seems pretty cut and dry. If you want to be prepped in advance, you can always reach out to the police to see if they have a record of your previous complaints. The fact that you had previously spoken to the police and they had told him to stop would surely count in your favor. Gather your evidence now so that you're prepared if you do get served. In answer to your question, right now you just ignore him. There is nothing criminal here. You did not intentionally destroy his drone, so even if he were to complain to the police, they are not very likely to press charges. And that leaves a civil suit. It is possible that he may sue you. If he does, it would almost certainly be in small claims court. And if he does, be sure to show up. Best to bring a copy of whatever police records there are from the time you complained about him doing this. He has an exceedingly small chance of winning that case though. You have no duty to keep your dog from jumping after drones flying just above his height in your yard, but your neighbor has a duty to avoid interfering with the reasonable use of your property. I'm more concerned about your dog. It's possible that he swallowed something that could hurt him. Watch him carefully. But honestly, to be sure, I would take him to the vet. If he swallowed something sharp or too big, that could be deadly. If your dog was actually injured because of this moron, you can sue him for the vet bills. Your neighbor is an idiot and he's blowing smoke. Ignore him unless he actually does sue you. And OP replies, thank you. It didn't even occur to me that he might have gotten a piece off. I will head to the vet when they open in an hour. And keep the vet receipt in case the guy sues, so you can have countersuit for your dog's medical bills. And now, onto the update. So, I was served a summons by the sheriff's deputy. Neighbor decided to take me to small claims court over his drone. My mother-in-law is a paralegal secretary, so I was able to get a free consultation with a lawyer where she works to ask some questions about what to bring and how to prepare. He seemed genuinely amused that my neighbor was even trying to sue. He also suggested that I countersue and how I could possibly add in more damages. He also told me that my neighbor and I technically live within 5 miles of an airport, and even though it doesn't have a tower, technically, that falls under FAA regulations. I called the hotline from Google, and I spoke to them about my neighbor's hobby of flying out of line of sight, flying several thousand feet in the air, flying near an airport, and made an inquiry into if he was registered to fly drones, saying he owned two very large drones. As he already bought a new one, this one is almost 5 foot across. 
I'm guessing they meant five inches, but who knows? Five inches is big, right? I don't know the weight of his, but it definitely is at least a few pounds. They took my information and have called me back once, so I know they're investigating, but I don't know anything else. I'm not sure if they'll tell me anything anyways. I brought both police reports to court, as well as several photos of my backyard, photos of our shared 8-foot privacy fence, medical bills for my dog, and a few short videos that I had of him doing flybys over my dog in the past. His main argument to the judge was that I maliciously installed a table to allow my dog to jump high enough to catch his drone, which I somehow trained him to do. Which, yes, I had recently bought him a new picnic table, but only so I have somewhere to sit and eat outside. I argued that his flying was causing my dog anxiety, and that is what provoked it. And thanks to y'all's advice, that my dog could have potentially died from ingesting part of the drone, or if the drone hit him. In the end, he now has to pay me just under $2,000 for various vet bills, x-rays, dental exams, sedation, medication, etc., and he is also banned from flying over my property, and I installed trail cams in the front and backyards just in case. He seems pretty upset with me, so I just wanted to be careful. The only thing that could make this better is if the FAA finds a reason to fine him or take away his drones. And now in the comments, I worked in UAV traffic management for three years. OP's neighbor is about to get screwed by the FAA. Part 107 drone pilot here, soon as they brought up proximity to the airport, also flying out of line of sight and the size of the drone being used, I giggled a bit. $2,000 owed to OP is the least of his problems for a long time. There is chunks of the FAA specifically dedicated to ruining idiots like that guy. Like I said in another comment, he may not get banned from purchasing a drone, but I'd be surprised if he could even afford one after the FAA finishes with him. Also part 107 drone pilot here, assuming OP's neighbor does not have a drone pilot license, he is 100% screwed. You aren't allowed to fly within 5 miles of any airport. So strike one. Only thing the drone pilot's license could maybe get him is a buy for flying in unregistered airspace a few miles from a non-towered airport, which is allowed. Of course, having the license would also mean the neighbor knows they are doing illegal stuff which could make him extra in trouble. Flying without line of sight, also illegal, strike two. Now for the size, they could be uber screwed. The FAA has certain weight restrictions for things they consider drones. If OP's neighbor went above that with, say, a five-foot wingspan copter, that would be considered a bona fide aircraft, which requires a completely separate set of rules and regulations. You've heard of tree law. This summer, get ready for drone law. Some people never advance past the middle school bully stage of life. I hope the FAA finds that he's breaking some laws and he also faces consequences from them. Were the eight-foot fences not a clue the husky would be able to grab the damn drone three foot above his head? Actually, scratch that. He probably was hoping the dog would break it so he could extort OP for cash. The dude immediately bought a bigger drone before the court case. Something tells me he was expecting some sort of financial windfall. I'm sure the FAA will love that windfall almost as much as he would have. Alright, and that's all I have for you today, guys. I do hope you enjoyed. If you did, let me know what you thought of it down below, and I'll see you in the next episode. Bye. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.